you got to figure out what works for you. You got to keep, like I said, if you keep your intensity up, all right, you can only focus for a short period of time. Then what happens is you maintain that intensity, your focus level will grow. You maintain that intensity, your focus level will grow some more. As your intensity increases, your focus level will start to grow. If you want to go from a cooler to a closer, from a closer to a cleaner, the change has to be internal. Once the change comes internally, then the change will be able to be seen externally. you're competing against is yourself because the standards you set for yourself should be so much higher than anybody else's standards for you. You are now tuned in to the Mind Body Podcast where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lidor Dayan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Mind Body Podcast. I'm your host, Lido Dayan, and what an amazing person I have for you today. In this episode, I talked with Tim Grover. Those of you who know the name know that Tim Grover, he is the trainer of the most amazing athletes that you can probably imagine, people like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. So he worked with the best of the best athletes. And uh, this is a guy that's walk his talk. And he's not just uh, come here to share with you his knowledge or his secrets. He is raw, he is real, and he's here to really, really show you the reality. Because the reality is that if you want to have success in your life, there is no secrets, there is no shortcuts, there is one simple thing, which is action. Actions speak louder than words and every other thing that you will ever think that might give you success. Because if you want to have any success in your life, all you have to do is start and put in the work. And this is not sexy, it's not fancy, but it works. <laughs> so just like uh, I remember I had uh, Brad Lee on the show and uh, he said like, if you want to succeed, you gotta walk. Why? Because it works. <laughs> so it makes sense. So if you really want to have anything in your life, pay, pay really close attention to this interview because Tim shared with us amazing, amazing insight and how to shift your mindset from what he calls a cooler into a closer into a cleaner mindset. And cleaner mindset is the mindset of the champions, of the best in the world. So remember, we all start somewhere. But most of us uh, don't have instructions about how to manage our brain or our thoughts. So if you really want to shape the mindset that you currently have into a better one, if to, into a mindset of the greatest, so pay really close attention to every little word that uh, come out of this amazing person's mouth. So without further ado, let's begin the interview. 
is the definition of relentless. When people question his ability to become a trainer, he was focused to become the trainer of the best athletes in the world. He worked with top athletes such as Kobe Bryant, the icon Michael Jordan, and he's also the best-selling author of Relentless. This is a guy that surely walk his talk. Welcome, Tim Grover, to the Mind Body Podcast. Thank you very much. How's everybody doing today? Great, great. Uh, we're really like uh, you know how much uh, I was really uh, relentless, like you said, to have you on the podcast, and uh, I'm really honored to have you uh, here on the podcast. I'm excited, as you can see from my voice. <laughs> So uh, I want to start uh, about uh, your humble beginning because uh, you were coming with your family from India, is that correct? Uh, actually, uh, uh, my parents are from India. I was coming from uh, the UK. Mm -hmm. I was coming from the UK over to the States. And uh, how was it to, to come to a different country and uh, maybe was struggling with, uh, with everything like uh, far away from what you, you know when you were young? Well, you know what, uh, the, the, the good thing about it is I was four years old when we came over to the States, so I didn't really have much of an adjustment uh, when uh, the few years I lived in India and the few years I lived in the UK. So when I was coming over here, this was like a fresh, it was a fresh start for me. And everyone hears, you know, how great the U.S. is and all the di different um, opportunities there are here and that's actually why my parents decided to come here because of all the different different opportunities that wasn't that weren't available to them you know back back in the old country and it, it's just you know we talk about it in be in relentless also being able to adjust to your different environments and to being able to adjust to different challenges and see seeing things for what they what they are not what they're not mm -hmm. and everybody got a chance to see this opportunity you know myself my brother, my parents, to see, hey, this is a this is a great chance for everybody to grow into who they really want to be. And I know when you were young, like around six years old, your dad gave you a bone saw, right? So <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> so that's like he tried to actually install the like hard work in your brain, right? From the beginning. Yeah, I mean, this is like, you know, it's just like, you know, my dad back in, back in India was, you know, he was, he was a doctor, but the credits didn't transfer over, his education didn't transfer over here to uh, when he got to the States, and but he had to find a job, so in the university he said, hey, this is, this is what's available, and his job was to get, to dismantle the cadavers after each quarter or semester that the students went to, uh, you know, did their little studying on them, and you just can't, you just can't, you know, it's not like you can just throw them in the garbage. There's a whole process back then of what you're supposed to do with them and how to dispose of them and all that other stuff. And back then, my mom worked nights, my dad worked days, and they, were, they couldn't afford babysitters. So when we were off of school, you know, it's like, hey, you got to come to work with me. We come to work with me. It's just like, hey, th this is. He goes, this is what happens. This is what you got to do to provide for your family. It doesn't matter what it is. You take care of your family. You do what you do. What's net. You do what's necessary and everybody and everybody helps out. And when you see that, when you see your parents doing that stuff, it automatically instills in you that, hey, listen, you, you got you, there are no secrets. You got to work hard at it. You got to do what you, you got to do what's ever necessary to get the job done. And what a lot of people forget now is when they become successful, 
you always hear them say, well, I don't do that anymore. Well, what do you mean you don't do that anymore? You're supposed to do that and more. You know, that's how you set the examples for everybody. That's how you set the example for the next generation to see, hey, even though you made it or whatever, whatever others may think that you made it, it still shows them that, hey, listen, even if I lost everything, I remembered how I got there. I remember the skills. I remember the training. I remember all this other stuff. I, even though I don't have to do it, I can still do it. You know, we always used to tell, Michael always used to say this thing that, hey, just because I don't, doesn't mean I can't. Mm -hmm. So I'm meaning like, hey, just because I don't dunk as much anymore, doesn't mean I can't. Yes, yes, you're, you're sure right. And and it's also like we, we live in a world that most society are very spoiled. Like people are so spoiled that they don't even want to uh, use their phone in order to get into, for example, if I said visit my podcast, if I don't put a link, they will not go to the podcast. So they are very in a lazy mindset. And I truly like uh, understand where you're coming from because when I was 13 years old, I used to wash dishes with my dad when he was walking at that time he was struggling and when you look at those stuff when you were young you you develop that like hard work and you know that like if you want to do something in your life you got to put in the work and nobody is going to save you and you talk a, a lot about that about the mindset of a, a champion and how you can also shift your mindset because the, the like you said like the the body has limitations but the mind does not so can you talk about a little bit uh, about your principle about from being a cooler to a closer to a cleaner? Sure. You know, listen, I, I break up the individuals into three different categories and or ones that you just mentioned, you just mentioned now. You know, you have your coolers, your closers and your cleaners. Your coolers are your individuals that are... I won't say average, but you know what you're going to expect out of them. You give them a job to do, they're going to give you exactly what you expect. It's not going to be exceptional. It's not going to be anything. It's just going to be, you, you tell them, hey, I need you to make 50 phone calls today. They're going to make 50 phone calls. They're not going to make 51. If they, you tell them, hey, your hours of work are from 9 to 5, they're going to show up at 9 o'clock. They're, they're going to leave at 5 o'clock. All right. And every, every business, every team, every organization, you need those individuals. That, that's the one thing about these. And, and it becomes a boss's job or it becomes the leader's job to figure out what category these are in. Then you have the closers. The closers are the individuals that deliver the end result as long as something, as long as it's planned out for them, you know, as long as a lot of variables aren't thrown at them. All right, so they're going to deliver the end result most of the time. So if there's, if there's a high level of pressure, if there's a high level of stress, they have a hard they have a hard time. They can deal with some stress, they can deal with some pressure, but they can't deal with uh, abundance of it. <laughs> then you have the cleaner. The cleaner is an individual that's going to deliver you that end result over and over again, no matter what's thrown at them. You can throw anything at them; they're going to figure it out. Those are the individuals that come into your office. Or the ones that, you know, you have clients when you train them that are, you tell them, hey, I train you three hours a week, whatever it is. This is what I need you to do the rest of the time. And they're on it. They, they're, they're doing exactly what you tell them. They're always asking for more. And they're the ones that get those, re they get those results quicker than everybody else because that's what they crave. The cleaner craves that end result. You know, how many people, you're from, you're from a fitness uh, uh, industry, I'm from the fitness. How many people do you see go to a gym or work out and they've been there for six months, years, two years, 
and nothing changes. They look exactly the same. Thousands of people. I, Yes, because it's not what you do in the gym. It's not the time. It's not the hour and a half or the two hours you spend in there. It's what you're going to do outside the gym, which is just just as important. You know, as how many individuals you have here? I'm looking at you, and you're wearing this black muscle muscle tee. How many people come up to you and say, "Wow, how, how did what did you do to look like that?" And you tell them, and they can do the same thing. But it, that's the difference. Is Everybody wants to be told, you know, what others want you to do. It's like, hey, I always tell people, stop telling others what you want and start telling yourself what you want and make it go happen. So you get individuals that come up to you and say, hey, what did you do? And you give them all this information, okay, and it usually stops there. Now, the people with a cleaner, with a correct mindset is now going to take that information and he's going to tell himself, this is what I want, and he's going to make that change immediately. He's going to figure, he's going to, he or she's going to figure that process out. They're not going to wait till they get home. They're not going to say, I'll wait until the end of the week. They're like, all right, this happens now. You see people with different kinds of addictions. Some people, it takes a long time to break that addiction. Some people never get to break that addiction. You get other individuals, something happens immediately like that, and they trade one addiction for They trade one addiction for another. If you want to physically and mentally feel good, all right, well, you have to, you have to change. You got to trade your addiction for laziness for working out. You got to trade your addiction for not eating correctly for eating correctly. You know, and it's the same thing from a mental standpoint. If you think about it, what happens to the body physically when it's not fueled correctly? Yeah, you shut down. You don't feel good. It shuts down. So now imagine what happens to the mind if it's not fueled correctly. Not only from a food standpoint, but from the information that you get and the ability and the, and the ability to process that information. Because what people are doing is... From the mind, the fuel is the information you get from others. It's the information you get from different podcasts. It's the information you get from different Instagrams, from Twitter, or whatever social media thing. The different books that the different books that you use, and you got to know how to use that. You got to know how to use that fuel. You got to know what to do with it. All right, and most of the time, all you're getting is bad advice. You're getting advice from individuals that they just want you to make feel good for a little while. Mm -hmm. That's it. They want to give you that little euphoria, that little high, instead of giving you that fuel that sustains for a long period of time. You know, when you work out, you want that fuel that sustains you for a long period of time. When you use something, that, when you use information to fuel your mind, you want that information that's going to sustain you for a long period, long period of time. And it's also, and uh, you said like, uh, that, that it's like a reflex that you build because discipline and focus, it's what's one of the biggest nominators in the cleaner's mindset, right? So they really have the ability to focus on something and really discipline themselves that they turn uh, their thoughts into a, a reflex that they don't think too much, they just do. It's like me, like I, I see it like when I go to the gym, like I shut down everything. You will never see me like texting or like, uh, you know, do stuff like that. I'm really into the workout and this is what I'm doing. And I shut myself for one hour and a half and I, I don't care about like the environment. Don't talk to me. Like I just woke up. So 
Can you talk yeah, about it? It's so, it's so important, Lindor, because if you look at it, what happens when your focus goes up? Now, when you're in the gym, you just made a great example that everybody can use. What happens when focus goes up? When something goes up, you know, something has to go down. So when your focus goes up, guess what? Your distractions go down. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's really not that difficult. It really isn't. So when you go to the gym, you're focused. All right. So when you're focused, you, you, what happens? All your distractions are going down. When you achieve, you know, we have this, people have this saying about, oh, I ran, I ran out of, I ran out of time. You know, no, you didn't run out of time. You ran out of focus and you ran out of discipline, which caused you to run out of time. Uh, you know, you just said in the perfect example, I go to the gym for an hour and a half. All right. Now, most people, when they look at you, what they're going to say is, oh, he's in the gym three, four hours a day. No, you're not in the gym three, four hours a day. Because if you're in the gym three, four hours a day, guess what? You're not focused. Mm -hmm. you, have too many, you have too many distractions. You're not in there to do what you're supposed to do. All right. People, the, the thing that keeps them from being focused is... They let their distractions, they let other distractions, and that's what I talk about the fuel in the mind, all right? Distractions is that bad fuel for the mind. They let other people convince them to do things, not to work so hard, not to do this, not to do that. You know, oh, uh, if, you go out with your, if you go out with your buddies and everybody everybody is having, having a drink and you say, I'm not drinking that, I'm not going to have a drink that day, they look at you like you're crazy. Okay, they're like, well, what's wrong? What's wrong with this individual? No, but that's the way you just, you stay on your focus. That's the way you stay on, on your on your on your discipline. And when that happens, that's why you get the results of what you do. Focus goes up, distractions go down. So how do you, for uh, for example, you you worked with like the best athletes in the world. So how do you make them really really focus and have no distractions? to do the stuff that uh, they not really love to do. Because there are many stuff like workout for me in, in that point of my life, it's easy, like I love to do it. So how do you create that focus in those areas that you must do? Like uh, for example, uh, sit down and read something or getting better at your finance and stuff that's not really cool and uh, you don't really still have the discipline or focus in that area. Well, you know what, here's, people try to change too many things at once. You know, people try to make the, and I, it's, it's, this is real good because we can talk about, we, you know, we're both, again, from fitness backgrounds, so we can talk about this. You have everybody, they want to, every Monday they're starting a diet. Monday, you know, well, what's wrong with starting it on Friday? What's starting it on, on Saturday? You know, on new, uh, a, a, a big thing in the States is the New Year's resolution. Everybody waits until the date on the calendar to start working out, to start doing stuff. The date on the calendar does not matter. And what happens? These people haven't worked out all year, all right? The last time they were in the gym was in January. Now they're back in their January. Then they go in the gym, they try to do three hours of stuff. They've done everything they can. And, and then they do stuff that they just can't do. They do too much. And then they do things that somebody else tells them. Like people go, listen, what's the best way to lose weight? And somebody else say, well, you need to run. Well, if you don't enjoy running, and it's not something your body does effectively. There's so many other ways to do things. So you have you, you got to figure out what works for you. You got to keep, like I said, if you keep your intensity up, all right, you can only focus for a short period of time. 
then what happens is you maintain that intensity, your focus level will grow. You maintain that intensity, your focus level will grow some more. As your intensity increases, your focus level will start to grow. Your greatest athletes, your greatest business people, your individuals out there, they do something every single day that they don't want to do. They get out of their comfort zone. You can't get anywhere if you stay in your comfort zone. You have to get out of it. And I tell you, the one thing about this, how do people stay and get focused all the time? The more focused you get, uh, the less people are going to like you. And your greatest business people, your most successful entrepreneurs, your greatest athletes, they don't care if people like them or not. They understand this fact, that they're different and different scares people. Right? So what different scares people, what people start to do is it separates them from the crowd. All right? And people try so hard to fit into this, fit into this group and they worry so much about being liked by individuals, by pleasing others, that they forget what makes them happy. It forgets what makes them successful. Do you think like uh, the definition to call, go from a cooler or closer to a cleaner is changing your peer group because who you spend your time with is who you become. So from your personal experience in life, uh, where did you start and what got you to shift and level up your game each and every single time? You know what? Here it is. Every, here's the one thing. Every, a lot of people talk about, oh, this is, this is something that uh, you know, you're born with. No, it's not something you're born with. This is something you can learn and it's something you can teach other individuals. Uh, it's just being able to make a decision and being able to finish off. You know, we talk about in the book, you know, I talk about decide, commit, act, succeed, and repeat. All right, if, there's a, if those are five words, if you can do those things, if you can do those things, you can change anything about yourself. All right, now we always talk about people don't change, okay? Behavior and focus changes. You know, you're in, if you're, listen, if you have, if you're a person that isn't, doesn't like certain things or whatever it is, trying to make that individual into something different is not going to last. You are who you are who you are, all right? But you have the ability to change your discipline, you have the ability to change your focus, you have the ability to change the energy that you put out every single day. So many people try to change themselves. What happens from a physical, from a, uh, when you see an individual start changing physically? It doesn't happen from the outside in, it happens from the inside out. Yeah. So what, what individuals are so used to doing now, they think if they buy new clothing or you know, have some plastic surgery or you know, buy a new suit or get some new shoes, it uh, it's, going to make, it's going to make them feel better. Yeah, you know what, it, makes you, it may make you feel better. It's a sugar high, it may make you feel better outside, but the change comes from the inside out. And if you want to go from a cooler to a closer, from a closer to a cleaner, the change has to be internal. Once the change comes internally, then the change will be able to be seen externally. 
but it's not the it's everyone wants to do it the other way around because they they're they're so busy they're so busy thinking what everybody else is going to say about them if they, you need somebody you need somebody else's approval you don't need anybody's approval the only person you're competing against is yourself because the standards you set for yourself should be so much higher than anybody else's standards for you your standards of excellence in your business in your podcast to do what you want to do is higher than anybody else's so the pressure you put on yourself exceeds anything else that anybody else is ever going to put on you and you you talk uh, you, you said okay it comes from internally so do you think because you said uh, see what you don't want to see to get to the next level so what was it for you that you always like when you look in the mirror and you saw what you you didn't see so what yeah, that, that well that's the that you know what people want to know you know what's the what's the slight difference you know the difference between success and failure it isn't much if you sat down and you literally wrote down all the things of why an individual succeeded and why an individual didn't you'd be able to say okay here here's the common denominators in it you know I would say if you sit in if you sit in two different rooms if you sit in a room with unsuccessful people and listen to their conversation and you listen and you sit in a room with successful people and listen to their conversation two totally different conversations two totally different conversations two totally different focuses two do, uh, totally different levels of distractions two totally different levels of energy but if you were to take those individuals and look at the different things that were able to why one person was able to succeed and the other person wasn't it it isn't it isn't much it's being able to just being able to block out those distractions being able to push a little harder than that than that ne next individual not looking for somebody else to pat, pat you on the back never being satisfied with what what you've done understanding this you can you can always do more you can always do a, a little bit you can always do a little better you know it, it's funny people I hear this all the time with a lot of my with a lot of my athletes and you know they're saying you know Oh, the coaching the coach or my uh, team leader is not is not conveying the message the right way is it that they're not conveying the message the right way or are you you just don't know how to listen to the message mm -hmm. or you're not willing to listen to the message there's a there's a huge difference all right you know what's the difference between feedback and criticism it's strictly how you hear it so when somebody says something to me and what keeps me going is I don't listen to it as criticism I hear it as feedback they could be criticizing me all right I don't worry about that but I hear it as I hear it as feedback and all right and I know what I need to do to take it like MJ, uh, MJ uh, told you like you are the asshole no something like that yes he did he did, so you he did you took it as a compliment he said the there's a, there's a, there's a big there's a big difference mm -hmm. but it's 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 how you can it, it's not it's not the ability to convey convey the message. so when somebody would have heard that message they would have said oh man you know I can't believe he called me that I'm thinking the way I listen to it is hey that's a compliment I need to keep producing I need to keep producing that, that result you know everybody you got to have you're a coach I'm a coach all right every individual needs a coach 
they have to have that thorn in the side. You have to. Okay, you look at your most beautiful things, and I always use this as an example, okay? Every, everybody loves flowers. They love flowers, and they love roses, and, you know, they, they love the way they look. They come in different colors, all this other stuff, and they smell. What happens when you go to a store? They cut off the thorns of the roses. So people don't, you know, and you know what happens when you cut off the thorn of the rose? You literally cut the lifespan of the flower down. Mm. So just think about it. All right, you and me, we're the thorns. We're the thorns in these individuals that allow them to push to greatness and allow them to get a little, to allow them to get a little farther. All right, but you have to know how to push those, how to push those, how to push those individuals, and you have to teach those individuals to be able to push themselves when you're not around. That's the that's the key to getting those results. You can't be with your clients 24/7, all right. But your advertisement for your business is the results of your clients. Mm -hmm. So if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. The blame comes back on you, yet may you only may be spending four hours a week with that individual. All right, but what are they doing the, during the rest of those times? Are they do they have the ability to take the information that you have and turn that into a closer mentality, the closer mentality into a cleaner mentality where they crave that end result so much that the work becomes irrelevant? You know, that that's what it is, that's what separates these individuals. The ones that get the result, your greatest business people, your greatest athletes, it doesn't happen by mistake. They're the ones that show up early. They're the ones that stay late. They're the ones in the office where the light comes on first and it goes off last. Those things are the people, those things people just don't want to do. So when we do just you, have, when uh, do we you just, for example, uh, move on? Because, for example, you've been in a point that you were a basketball player, right? And yes. at, at one point you saw what you didn't want to see, right? And you moved on and to become the trainer. So do you think it's something that's crucial to be really honest with ourselves at one point or, or another in our life to see like, okay, maybe I'm not that good in this thing that I want in my life? Because we have a lot of ego. So when do you know when it's fear or is it the time to move on and do something else? Yeah, well, here's the thing. People are, you know what? They think if they don't follow through, which, and this is a lot happens with professionals, professional sport, or professional sports. You know, people, they, the competition is so good. You have, you have to only not only be physically gifted, but yeah, you, you have to have uh, this different. You have to have this different mind mindset. And sometimes it's just I knew when I was uh, in college, I could not make a living as a professional basketball player, but I still wanted to be involved in sports. So I said, all right, how can I still take that focus? I can still take the discipline I have and still be involved in sports, still be able to achieve the same things these individuals, uh, these individuals achieve. So a lot of times you don't have to, ch you don't have to completely change what you're doing. You just have to, redirected in a different direction that still allows you to do what you what you want to do you know if, if you look at if you look at yourself you're like okay listen I'm not, I don't if you had aspirations of being a professional bodybuilder and you're just like all right listen it's just not it's just not going to happen anymore but what I can still do is I can take other individuals up to that level I, I can teach I can teach them things 
that I've learned. I, I can teach them things, the mistakes that I made, so they, they, they don't make those mistakes. That's what people have to do. But they're so afraid that if they quit at something, that they, if they quit at something, that somebody else is going to look, look at them and think they're a failure. Guess what? Even if you quit at something, you've taken it so much farther than the other individual that never took it anywhere. And it's only quitting is if you decide it's quitting. Just take that energy, take that focus, and put it into something else that you can be successful at, something that's good for you. You know, you got to have talent at what you do. Talent is extremely important. All right, after talent, you have to be competitive. All right, you have to be competitive. And one of the key factors that people that separate those individuals is you got to be resilient. Because you, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to get knocked down. Someone else is going to pass you up for that promotion. Things are not going to go the way you well, the way you want it. Now, do you put your head in your do you put your head in your lap and make excuses, or do you figure out, hey, I'm resilient at this. I'm going to do it. Uh, people kept saying when I went to when I uh, went to school and I was doing my degree in kinesiology. Everybody said, oh, you're going to be a gym teacher. I kept saying, no, I'm going to train professional athletes. That was my answer. Oh, you're going to be a gym teacher. Somebody, no, I'm going to train professional. I want to train professional. I was going to train professional athletes. So how you I take, never let... How you take, like, because you are SD trainer, how do you take somebody that is actually the best? Like Michael Jordan, he's the best in the world. And how can you actually make him better? What do you focus on in his, for example, his training, his nutrition, his mindset, and actually make a person that's, for like 99% of people, he is the best and like you don't need any more touch. So how can you take this individual and make it even better? So you know what, it's funny about that. Your greatest individuals are always looking to get better. And that, that's, that, those are the ones that don't need the motivation. But it is so much more difficult to take an individual who's exceptional at what they do and show just 1% improvement. You get a client that comes in or I get a client and they've never worked out and they've done and you get them in the gym, they're going to show results quickly as long as they stick to the program. But the person that's been at it for a long time, just to be able to show 1% improvement on that, you really have to know your stuff. So what it was with him is I would watch his movement patterns. I would see things. I would talk to him. I'd ask him for information. I'd say, okay, hey, these are the different things I see. They, you know, we can improve on this. This is the different areas we can do. Let's take this out of your diet. Let's add this. Let's add this into your diet. But you have to get that information from that from that individual, and you have to put a plan together that works for them. The, one of the things that's wrong with the fitness industry is everybody likes to do a cookie cutter program. They think if this program works for one person, it's going to work for the next person, it's going to work for the next person. No. So with the exceptional athletes, with the exceptional business people, they have a foundation. But after the foundation, everything they utilize could be different, it could be unique but they know what works for them and they trust the person to do their job. And the only way you can get somebody to trust you to do your job is what? You got to produce the results. Mm -hmm. You got to you got to produce the results. And you said and, something you know, very good. Of love, I was able to produce the results for many years. 
Mm -hmm. And you said something good because many people jump from one thing to another, right? And uh, I was like this with money, like, okay, what ca how can I make more money? And one person say this, this, and this. And I see like many people in the fitness industry, the same. So they say, uh, okay, uh, I'm going to try this diet and this diet. And you talk a lot about mastering one skill, like focus on one thing, master this instead of jumping from one thing to another. Yep. So, okay, I know we're short on time, so uh, last questions I have for you is what would be the legacy you would like to live long after you won't be here in this world? Well, you know, here, there, <laughs> here's the thing. I feel like if, if this is all I get known for, for what I've accomplished now, I, I haven't done enough. I, ha I haven't done enough. You know, what I want to be able to do is be able to touch as many individuals in a positive way to be able to tell the truth. And it's funny, if you tell individuals the truth, all right, it hurts. It hurts. But it hurts more if you don't tell them the truth because that pain is going to last much longer than an individual if you just come out and tell the truth. I'm known as the no BS guy. This is what it is. This is how this is how it's going. This is how it's going to be. I don't care if you if you like it. I don't care if you want to hear it. It's it's not what you want to hear, but what it's what you need to hear. You know, we talk about the book Relentless, and we also had the Relentless system. People always say, "Well, this book isn't for me." You know what? You're right, but it should be. You know why? Because a book doesn't sugarcoat. What do, what do people do? What's one of the worst things you can uh, you can eat from a diet standpoint? Is sugar. Why? Because it tastes it tastes good. Mm -hmm. So what does everybody wants to do when they come to when it comes to telling the truth? They like to sprinkle a little stuff on it to make it taste better mm -hmm. instead of just giving you just giving you the just giving it out and yeah. just telling you here it is. I want to be known as that individual, that legacy that I leave behind as the one individual that told people. This is what I needed to hear. This is what I needed to hear. He's the only person that told me this way. He talks about stuff that nobody else will talk about because he's not afraid of what other people's reactions are going to be. Yes, totally right. No bullshit, no fucking uh, secrets, you know, like most yeah. people say. So I thank you so much. And where can we find you so people can find you, of course? No, no, you got to listen to our uh, Instagram and Twitter is at Attack Athletics. That's A-T-T-A-C-K-A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-S. And the website is timgrover.com. Awesome. I will put the link also. Thank you so much, Tim, for your time. I really appreciate it, man. Hey, Lindo, one thing I want to say. The videos and the stuff you put together for us, thank you very much. They are absolutely awesome. Here's an individual. I never asked him to do anything. He never asked for anything from me. He was very relentless, not reckless about getting me on his po on his podcast. He was he, he very polite about it, very thorough in his homework. If you want to succeed at life, follow this man's the way he does things because he is going to change the world. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, man, coming from you. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this interview or any other one from the Mind Body Podcast, feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share this podcast on Instagram by tagging the Mind Body Podcast.
Do you want to be a part of the Mind Body podcast? So remember the fast factor. The fast factor stands for one, Facebook. Become a part of the Mind Body podcast community by joining our Facebook community just by searching on Facebook the Mind Body podcast community. Number two, act. Don't just be a passive listener. Act upon what you've just learned by applying one simple thing from any episode or interview. Three, subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or if you're visual like me, then just search the Mind Body Podcast on YouTube. And number four, train others. Because just like I always say, leaders create leaders and you're all here to grow together. And by training others, you're training yourself. So this is the fast factor. Remember it. Facebook, act, subscribe and train others. Oh, and please feel free to leave a review which will engage all your VAC senses. And the VAC senses stands for visual, auditory and kinesthetic. Which, when you use all the three combined, you remember stuff much better. For more information about my coaching, public speaking, and taking your mind and body to all new levels, check my site at lidodayan.com. Till then, never, ever forget to smile. See you soon.